We've done virtual site uh, facility tours, if you will, walking through buildings uh, using technology, even if it's a simple uh, uh, phone tour uh, using drone technology. And then I've also heard of uh, on-site visits where you've got people spaced out, so you're using several cars and communicating between the cars so that you can make sure people are appropriately distanced and still getting to the sites if they want to physically see it. And it's all about communication. So that ability to move quickly and leverage technology, I think, is paramount to the economic development front as well. This is Fabiola Florenville, CEO of Blueprint Creative Group. Uh, we provide strategic communications counsel during times of opportunity, change, and crisis. And right now, we're definitely in a crisis. And so uh, we are glad to have Matt Herbuck of the Greater Rochester Enterprise, who is the president and CEO. And you're tuning in to the Economic Development Podcast. Hey, Matt, thanks for joining today. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks for the invitation. Yeah, so let's talk about the crisis that industry is facing. And I don't want to sound so dramatic by saying crisis, but definitely, you know, times are challenging. Um, a lot of industries are being impacted. And even from a macro level, um, commercial real estate, uh, economic development, targeted industry pr promotion, everything is almost on pause to see what the rest of the year looks like. So um, from your perspective, at a macro level, what does economic development look like these days, um, considering that we're kind of coming out of the uh, immediate crisis that we started off the year in? Yeah, I think, uh, um, you know, it really goes back to fundamentals. Um, so a lot of economic development organizations, uh, ourselves included, um, had to take care of our staff as well. So it starts with going remote, but then it, it was really... Uh, good old-fashioned relationship building, making sure local businesses were connected to the resources they needed to uh, survive. Um, in our case, in New York State, it was understanding how to uh, stay on the essential business list and the requirements and supports available, everything from the payroll protection program to SBA loans and some of the state efforts uh, to help keep their workforce safe. And then we also, interestingly enough, we had a lot of innovation coming out of some of our essential businesses here. On the medical device front, there's research at the University of Rochester, Rochester Institute of Technology. Uh, they were working on ventilator technology, some 3D uh, uh, printing, and connecting those dots to help companies continue to innovate, and in some cases, hire during the pandemic. So it was all of that, and really getting the word out, um, in our case, on, on the recruitment side. We've got companies here that are in the medical device realm. They are open to partnerships, so we've been looking at connecting some dots so that we can continue to innovate and actually help solve the COVID crisis. So let's talk about the innovation, because I think that's where the silver lining comes in with this crisis. The fact that you do have ingenuity and innovation and, and uh, all of that playing into play. Do you see that as perhaps a industry that could be further developed even once we're totally out of this pandemic? Is there an opportunity to grow that and have some targeted industry um, promotion around driving more, whether they're already in state or bringing them from other markets. Yeah, I believe that. And we were talking about that uh, a little bit. We're, Rochester is really known as a, a great market and a leading technology hub for optics, photonics, and imaging. And uh, the interplay between optics, photonics, and imaging, medical device manufacturing, data science, software is significant, especially as devices get smaller and you really, they're driven by innovation 
and uh, uh, being unique for the for the patient or the customer. And the fact that we've got the University of Rochester here and not far from us, the University of Buffalo, as well as Cornell, really lends the entire uh, ecosystem to continue to innovate in that space. And I think COVID has, has really uh, pushed that to the forefront, especially as we talk about where pharmaceutical remedies come from, as well as medical device supply chain opportunities and other supply chain opportunities that are related to uh, food and beverage manufacturing and uh, just simple distribution of, of uh, where we see a, a close connectivity to about one-third of the U.S. and Canadian population. Yeah. Okay. So good. So I would say that perhaps moving forward, that that's going to be um, another industry focus that your organization starts to really build on and capitalize on some of the assets that are already existing. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And some of the work we've done is, uh, especially around some opportunities that have come on the medical device or the testing side, is, is better understanding um, some of our companies, whether they're large or small, what they're doing here, their capabilities, uh, whether they have capacity or a willingness to partner with um, another firm, perhaps inside the region or outside of the region. And then how do we make some of those matches happen and help them accelerate that process? Okay, so let's shift gears. So now, with the discussion about more companies looking towards remote operations as not just temporary, but perhaps permanent, and which may mean that uh, commercial real estate locally or even regionally is affected, they may be, uh, be moving for other markets. Uh, do you think that around your region between New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, that there's a concern that you may lose some of your uh, companies, your existing companies that are within the region? Yeah. Well, and I think that's what everyone is waiting to see. What is the impact where, especially on the office market, where people are now working remote? We have seen a lot of growth in software, uh, data science, cybersecurity firms, as well as uh, financial back office here in Rochester. So we see a twofold where we've had local companies who are now working remote. Will they come back to their office space? But there's also an opportunity for our market to support companies that are in those larger uh, markets where it's more expensive, where they've had some peaks during COVID, uh, like Boston, uh, Northern Virginia, as well as uh, New York City. Actually, what we're promoting is a great profitability ratio. For a firm of fifth or more, you can make another million dollars a year here in Rochester than you can in those metros. So whether people come and live here and work remotely to support those firms or whether they we bring an operation here, that's something that we're talking with our developers about. Yeah, that's certainly a benefit to being in a sub-market because you do get to attract those who are looking for some of those alternative um, environments. Yes, yes. And there will be changes to the office landscape. It used to be very open floor plans. I think that's going to change. Um, we're waiting to see, uh, in some cases, some companies are waiting to see uh, how they deal with that, um, whether or not there's advanced treatment for COVID, whether it comes back. So a, a lot of things are still up in the air as they look at how do we plan for office space in the future or adjust what we're doing where sometimes uh, some people remain remote and, and others come back. So I've, I've heard the complete spectrum from people on that, on that uh, idea. Okay, so speaking of that, how have you noticed your peers from around the industry either adjust or rethink their economic development initiatives? So, I mean, obviously, site selectors are um, impacted, being able to attract business inbound. Obviously, the job market has you know, had its shift. How do you see the industry in general shifting or rethinking? Well, uh, the industry, like us, it's more remote. Um, so our, uh, focusing on the ability to do a site visit remotely, 
Uh, we've done virtual site uh, facility tours, if you will, walking through buildings uh, using technology, even if it's a simple uh, uh, phone tour, uh, using drone technology. And then I've also heard of uh, on-site visits where you've got people spaced out, so you're using several cars and communicating between the cars so that you can make sure people are appropriately distant and still getting to the sites if they want to physically see it. And it's all about communication. So that ability to move quickly and leverage technology, I think, is paramount to the economic development front as well. Okay. Well, you know, it seems like Rochester has found a new niche, maybe, um, or even a growth market to exploit. So it seems like the outlook is very great for uh, your organization and the community. Yes, I think so. I'm, I'm always uh, an optimist. So, and, and you've heard it before where crisis uh, lends itself to opportunity. So it's a matter, and we've got some very smart people here. Um, and I'm not going to be Pollyannic and say that it's going to be easy, yeah. um, but I'm always looking for that opportunity and how we can help companies grow in the area. Good. So I thank you for your time. Um, can you share with us the website where those who are tuning in can find out more information about the organization? Sure. Yes, it's uh, www.rochesterbizbiz.com. Okay. Thank you again, Matt. All right. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to the Economic Development Podcast presented by Blueprint Creative Group. There's more episodes featuring economic development leaders throughout the country And we thank all of the participants for sharing their perspectives. Check out all of the episodes in this series at blueprintcreativegroup.com slash economic development.